even from where I was six months ago is totally different to now. And I think that's what's so fun and exciting about a startup is that you learn so much every single day. Every day is different and it's new and it's exciting and I've learned more in the past years than I ever have. What if a happy accident on your 21st birthday and an old Hollywood secret led to a booming business? That's the beginning of the story of how Rachel Katzman started a successful beauty product brand, Cuvée, from scratch. Her founder journey has not only transformed her own hair, it has taught her the importance of building a balanced team, why having open dialogue really matters, the impact of learning from customer feedback, and the good and bad of running a business with your life partner. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have, with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done, and what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram, with no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. Rachel, so your 21st birthday turned into your now booming business. How did that happen? So it definitely was a happy accident. Um, I was in Las Vegas and found myself with champagne soaked in my hair and just looked in the mirror and loved the way my hair looked, just really shiny and beachy and gorgeous. And I was obsessing about trying to figure out what products I used in my hair. And then a light bulb kind of went off. And I was like, oh, my God, it was from that champagne being dumped on my head and kind of became fascinated with what was in champagne that was making my hair look that way and immersed myself in Google and why champagne good for the hair. And you know how people say like wash your hair with beer. I kind of found the same information with champagne. A lot of old Hollywood actresses would actually give their hair a champagne bath to bring out the softness and shine and all the antioxidants from the grapes. Um, And I really wanted to make a champagne spray, and I knew it was crazy, and I knew nothing how to make a beauty product. I only knew how to buy beauty product. I'm a big beauty lover, but just never wanted to look back and think what could have happened with that crazy idea and just went for it. So what was the timeline like? So you're in Las Vegas. You're looking in the mirror. Your hair looks amazing. You have this aha moment. Mm -hmm. How did you go from that moment to figuring out how to actually start this business? So that process probably until I really started to get going was about like four or five months. I went home, bought champagne, put it in a squirt bottle, styled my hair, my mom's hair, anyone who like walked in my house to see am I crazy or is this still happening and still happening Um, and just started researching labs and chemists and formulas and ingredients and, you know, really started to think why does the world need another shampoo? There's so many hair products out there, so why should this one be different? And really, you know, I've always felt most hair products are made for professionals because that's where they come from. They come from the salon. They come from stylist. And I always tell everybody, you know, we go get our hair blown out and we're like, great. Oh, my God, it looks amazing. I want to buy every product. And then I've always gone home and it's what do I do with these products? I don't know how to use them. I can't get the same result as I do when I'm at the salon. So I really wanted to make a line that was more focused on us, the consumer and the everyday woman, and easy to use products that we could use at home and kind of simplify it. You know, I hate washing my hair. I never look forward to getting the shower and doing my I'm hair. the same way. Right? I do not like to wash my hair. I think I wash it maybe twice a week if it's a good I'm the same way. It's so much work. It's so much work and it's always like, I don't know if I can swear, but it's like, shit, I have to get in the shower, I have to do my hair and I have five minutes and I want it to look amazing and I just wanted to kind of, you know, simplify that process but still leaving you with that gorgeous end result. How long did it take from the time that moment happened to when you actually launched, got the website up, started selling product? I would say... Three, two and a half, three, three years. It was definitely a process. Um, you know, 
coming across some bigger labs that definitely didn't want to work with you because they work with the top guys and you're just a little fish in the pond and not getting responses. And I found a smaller, you know, family owned lab out here on the East coast that would work with me and, um, started small. I developed three products at first, the shampoo, the conditioner and the champagne spray. And then once I nailed those formulas, worked on creating a few of the other stylers. Um, but it was definitely, it was a process. Um, I thought I knew a lot. You know, I didn't go to college. I never really liked school. I never, um, I didn't know really what I wanted to do. And Were you entrepreneurial as a child? I think, you know, I grew up in a family coming from entrepreneurs. So I think that was always just the conversation around the dinner table of starting a new business or just always talking about business. So now that I look back, I think that's always just been around me without me even really realizing it. And my older brother was starting companies from, he was 19. So I was six, he's three years older than me. I was 16. So I've always seen him and his best friend, they were working together, try to, you know, they started something, it didn't work. They started something, it didn't work. Finally, their third company is a huge success now. But so there's always been a little bit of competition mm-hmm. of like, well, Jordan's doing something. What am I going to do? But I never, I never really knew what that was. Until you had the aha moment. Until in, I had that Vegas. aha moment. And what type of champagne was it? Oh my God. I think it was, <laughs> I don't want to say, I don't want to give a brand a shout out yet. Not yet. Um, but I think that one was, what are we using? Vuv. But I, I tried all different brands just to make sure like it wasn't that. So we tried high brands, low brands, and um, there's really amazing antioxidants in those grapes. And actually in all Cuvée products, we source um, our grapes from the Champagne region of France. Interesting. I never knew any of this until you started sharing this with me a couple months ago. I didn't know any of it. It's fascinating. Yeah, it really is. Was there a time um, during that two, two and a half year process where you got discouraged and what kept you going? Definitely. Um, so I I felt discouraged a lot, you know, not having gone to school. Um, I was definitely the youngest in the room at a lot of the times. And there's a lot of business terms that I didn't really know. And I never wanted to stop and, you know, in the middle of a meeting or on a phone call and be like, well, what does that mean? What does this mean? So I didn't want them to think I wasn't the smartest. And what did you do in those moments? Just nod my head and yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I like you make it. <laughs> write everything down and then be going back and Googling. And now today I'm like, if I don't understand something or I, I always say there's no stupid question. You ask yeah. anything and that's how you learn. Um, I definitely made mistakes. You know, I was formulating product at the same time as I was designing the logo and the bottles and you probably should have your formula done first because I picked a bottle I really liked. I picked um, the pumps and the caps I really liked. And then once our formula was done, you come to find out, well, that formula can't come out of that tube or it can't come out of mm. that spray. And now you got to go backwards. And when I was younger, I thought I was always right. I didn't sometimes want to listen to someone who was older and had more experience. Um, So I think I definitely had some good failures where I'll never make that mistake again. And I think, you know, failing is actually can be a great thing because sometimes it really is how you learn the best. What would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned? And like Courtney and I always say, we have these learning lessons all the time. We make mistakes all the time and try our best not to repeat them. But is there one thing you can think of, aside from the example you just shared, that's like the biggest mistake that you'll never do that again? That was a really big one. (laughs) Um, I think think also, you know, not so much one time of a mistake, but I really like to surround – myself with with people who are smarter than me and sometimes you know I definitely like to think I can do everything and I want to do everything and I think knowing areas that you succeed in and other areas that you're not so good at so that you can you know bring in people that are experts in that field or have more experience in that field so there were definitely times where I thought 
oh, I, I can figure that out or I know how to do this. Or, I know how to do that. And it definitely slowed down the process of things mm-hmm. or would make mistakes and then we'd have to go back in and clean it up. So I'm not that great with numbers and I'm not going to try to be great with numbers anymore. I'll learn as I go. But right now, let's bring in someone who can help me with that area. So smart. Yeah. And Stephanie and I always say, you know, if we knew how hard this business in general is, we probably wouldn't have started this business. Or maybe Stephanie would. I probably would have. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to be a little bit naive uh, when starting a business. And you have to have that mentality of, you know, I know best and I'm not going to listen to you and I'm going to go with my gut. So we totally, totally relate and like Stephanie said, we learned a million lessons along the way. And you have to make mistakes to learn. You do. Day. And I think, you know, even from where I was six months ago, it's totally different to now. And I think that's what's so fun and exciting about a startup is that you learn so much every single day. Yeah. Every day is different. And it's new and it's exciting. And I've learned more in the past years than I ever have. And and I'm more interested in it now. You know, back I like if I wish I could go back to school and learn about all these exciting things, but I think I'm so passionate about it now and that's really what you know, if you don't have that passion and drive, I think there's no way you can succeed to want to keep going because it does get hard. It's stressful. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of pressure. But if, you know, having that passion and that excitement is what makes you want to wake up every morning and just keep going and kill it. That's so true. You have to have that drive where you can be so tired. Courtney and I would literally be holding our eyes open, Mm -hmm. trying to stay awake at night. But when we were first starting the business and we're working full time and starting the business, and you just have to have that. Otherwise, it's impossible to keep going. Yeah. And you figure everything out along the way. So there's different challenges along the way. What are the biggest challenges that you're facing now? I think beauty is – it's a very hard category. It's very competitive. There's lots of amazing beauty brands out there. But I think, you know, now is the time of the indie beauty brands and these fun, cool – Look at Kylie. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Brands that you've never heard of. And um, I think challenges – would be, you know, going back to that we're not the stylist brand. I think when you do come out and you are, you know, a top stylist, you come from a top salon, it's easier to get your product into people's hands versus, you know, not having that much awareness yet. Um, But we have a lot of exciting things that are launching in the next few weeks, like new packaging and two new products and new logo and new website. And I think – I really wanted to take this year and focus on formulas and really nail down those formulas and make sure the product truly worked before I wanted, you know, make sure that solid foundation was there before I wanted to go build the fancy house on top of it. How are you doing that testing on yourself, friends and family, so, people? So when we, when I started to formulate the products, um, you know, even though it started with champagne, I knew it really couldn't end with champagne. And working with the chemists and talking about what other ingredients to incorporate, I really got passionate about hair health and scalp health. And I think, you know, as women, our hair is our thing. And when we're having a good hair day, our day is just better in general. And I've grown up dyeing my hair since probably the fourth grade. And always thought I could be blonde and then back to brown and then back to blonde and do all these crazy things to my hair and it'd keep growing back because that's just what hair is supposed to do until one day it doesn't want to do that anymore. (laughs) And I really looked into skincare to incorporate the ingredients. And, you know, I always say if you were to shave your head, your scalp is an extension of your skin. So why aren't we paying so much attention to that? You know, we blow dry our hair, we iron our hair, we do all these things. There's pollution, there's UV, there's all these daily damages that aren't going away. So we really need to fight that and counteract it with strong products that we're using. Um, So we incorporated white truffle and ceramides and platinum and resveratrol and pea proteins and the white, uh, the champagne extracts all into our products. We call it our cuvee complex. And once I started, you know, playing and testing with all the products, 
I just saw what a major transformation it had on my own hair. I wore extensions for about four years and it started as fun clip-ins to go out and then I just became so obsessed with the way my hair looked and I just wanted them in my hair permanently and longer and longer and I had 26-inch long extensions to my butt and no one ever told me that wearing those would rip my own real hair out and then when I went to take them out, my hair was literally like up shorter than my shoulders and fine and short and brittle and you can even ask my husband who's here right there I was like he looked at me he's like you're bald like you have no when hair. was this two almost two oh years gosh, ago and it was so I didn't want to leave the apartment I was so like depressed almost only would wear a hat like did not want to go out and so after probably about six months of only using cuvee I really saw my hair start to come back to life and get fuller and longer and healthier. And I knew what was in those products was magic and gold. And so I really wanted to invest in doing clinical testing and consumer panels on our shampoo and conditioner, which we did. And I mean, the results were better than I could have ever hoped for. And, you know, two times stronger, four times smoother, prevents up to 50% less breakage. 90% of women said their scalp and hair looked and felt healthier. 86% said that our shampoo and conditioner system helped their color from fading. And just really, really strong results. And, I, you know, I, I firmly believe it's from all those skincare ingredients and the combination of that complex working together and the products are sulfate free and paraben free and you know they're gentle enough for everyday use what did it feel like when those results came in i was like are you sure that's real (laughs) is that real like you know because like Like you did this yeah like when you know but then you have like proof it's it's still like i just got goosebumps it's crazy it really is and just hearing the results from different women and we've had a wide range of women, different ethnicities, different hair types, all getting that positive result from my product. It's, it doesn't feel real. And that's what, you know, I want to go to sleep at night knowing that my product truly makes a difference for someone. And especially today, you know, you can't fool the consumer. You might get them once on fun marketing, but they want good product and they know what works. And when I buy a product, especially at a more, you know, higher price point, I expect that product is going to do what it says it's going to do times 10. Absolutely. Coming up, we've got a little surprise for Rachel. Plus, you're going to hear about the big plan she has in store for Cuvée. All right. So Stephanie and I um, love to surprise and delight on social media. It's a tactic that we employ for a lot of our clients, and we also do it in our business and personal lives. So we actually have a surprise for you. Ooh. Uh, we actually want to recreate the moment that you started. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Let's get on a table and just do it. Uh, but we... Awesome. for you. Was that the bottle? Yes. Uh, this is my favorite. Perfect. Unfortunately, we can't open it in here because we've had a, I have a, a few lo- too many disasters. Here. Every do. single time I open up something, it, there's just it's an explosion. <laughs> well, champagne can be tricky. You know, so. But I think we want that to happen because I'm due for something with my hair. Well, do you want it? So we just did our huge new brand um, photo shoot, our, our new rebrand, and we recreated that Vegas scene. Oh, and like yes. by the third bottle, we had tarp down, and it was soaking, and I was like, Almost slipped. I dropped this on my foot. Come home. Whole foot's like black and blue. I'm like, there needs to be like a warning label when you go to spray champagne because it can, it's a little dangerous. I'm sure. Maybe there's your next business idea. Selling warning label stickers for all the champagne brands. Yes. And then we also have some more surprises for you. And there's something in here that we actually learned about you you from your social media. Instagram feed. Oh, I haven't been too good with the Instagram lately. Oh, I love these. Yes, the Skin Iceland Cool Firming Eye Gels. I needed these So we this saw on your Instagram that you love these. And actually, Sarah, who is the founder of Skin Iceland, she's also going to be on the podcast coming Ooh. up as well. She was one of our very first clients when we first started the business. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. I love their brand. These yeah, are amazing. We would just walk around the office wearing eye gels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these are like a savior. They really are. Put them on right now if you want to put them on. Go for it. <laughs> 
I have to film. <laughs> I have to film your workouts after this. Or right, what? right. We can't mess up your makeup now. But, <laughs> but I'm going to use them tonight. I really needed these this morning. I've not been sleeping that well. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Oh, you're welcome. Awesome. Enjoy. So let's talk about your marketing. So there's a lot of room to to have fun with your marketing, mm-hmm. especially given you know how you started the business and how you came up with the idea. So talk to us about what what your plans are. Yeah. So you know, again, I we launched. Um, when would I say probably. I mean, I've done it in stages. I really did like a small rollout to my family and friends, got some learnings, and then just, you know, took it out to media and press. And, um, you know, we're sold on our website and Revolve and Derm Store, but I haven't gone too hard in social and too much marketing yet because, again, I really wanted to feel proud and comfortable at, you know, with the product and the formula. And now that we have, you know, the new packaging and the new website and the new branding, I think now it's time to kind of push the gas. And especially in social, I think with influencers and, you know, just with people in general, you really get a first impression. And a lot of that I think is the bottle and the site and all that. And now when you see Cuvée, I think it's going to be a much more cohesive look and feel and story. Um, so what do we have coming up? I think you'll see definitely a lot more um, on social in, in terms of content. So a lot more how-tos and a lot more um, tips and tricks. And again, I like to keep everything simple. I'm not a big believer that you need six products for a ponytail or that you need you know, five steps to create that look. So really showing you how to get that end look in easy steps. Do you ask for feedback from your followers and your audience of what content they want to see and what's helpful? Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer too. And I like all feedback, even if it's bad. Yep. I want honest feedback. If you hate it, I would like to know why and what experience you had with it and how can I fix it. Um, and I love, you know, being in tune with the customer and really having that open conversation and that open dialogue because, you know, we want to give them what they want to see. What have you changed as a result of feedback that you've received? Um, oh, one of our sprayers, people were having a hard time um, getting the product. It was getting clogged in there so there was an issue with the sprayer so getting something that was more of like a fine mist um just even you know things on the website this isn't working or this isn't clear in the messaging but thankfully i haven't had any negative feedback about the formulas so that's that's you know i i know for me it's i know when people try the product they love it and they fall in love it's just about building the awareness and getting it into people's hands. So what's the plan? So you're launching the new website. You're going to do an influencer campaign. What's coming up? Definitely influencers. Um, Actually, December. December 31st is National Champagne Day. So we're going to be doing something gearing up towards that day and celebration of that day with maybe a few partners. And, you know, I really want to take January and just – I think a lot of people say New Year, New You – and they focus more on body and eating, but why aren't we focusing on our hair? And why can't this be the year of great hair and really taking charge and being in control? You know, I always say the magic of healthy hair starts with you in your bathroom at your home. And so really, you know, educating. And I think why we don't really talk about the scalp so much is because that word's it's vile. It's gross. And people think of like head and shoulders and don't go there. We with need a me. new word for scalp. I know. I'm tra- <laughs> I've been it. trying. I've been trying. Um, but it is super important. And what you're putting on that canvas really matters. And that's, you know, and, and two, you know, if, if your skin foundation isn't taken care of properly, the makeup that you're putting on is never going to look as good as you want and no different than your hair. So if that scalp foundation isn't taken care of properly, that, you know, bouncy, gorgeous blowout or the straight, pin straight look or those gorgeous waves will never look as good as you want them to or as good as they can. Mm. So I think, you know, having some playful fun on social for December with champagne and the holidays and celebrating and then maybe, you know, 
getting a little bit more into the weeds as we get into January. I also feel like with hair, for me, at least personally, if I don't like how my hair looks, I just don't feel good that day. And there's so much about hair that if your hair feels amazing, like you're going to feel confident. You're going to go out there and you're going to do whatever you need to do that day to make shit happen. I know. And it's just a confidence builder. And maybe you could do like some campaign around how Cuvée makes you feel. I love that. I love that. I always say like, if I'm having a great hair day, I could be in sweats, I could be in jeans and a plain t-shirt, sneakers. Like you just feel like you're owning it when you're walking down the street. You can have a good hair day every day with with Cuvée. You can. It, it is possible. It really <laughs> I is can't possible wait to try the product. I can't believe I haven't. And yet, we but have, I'm definitely going to go order it. We have two new products <laughs> launching as well with our new packaging. We have um, our blowout cream, which is amazing. You know, I always leaned more on the side of air drying my hair just because I never could blow dry my hair. I couldn't figure it out. Never looked as good again as it did when you got it professionally done. And this blowout cream just makes your hair silky soft and it um, is a heat protectant and it fights against any frizz. And we also did claims and clinicals on that, which were beyond amazing. And we have our limited edition hair and body glow oil that's coming out, has our signature scent, a light shimmer, dry fasting, super moisturizing oil for your body and your hair, has the Cuvée Complex in it, so all those skincare ingredients. I'm sold. I'm sold. I want the whole line. Give me the line. Sending it. Sending it. Bottles will be here next week. Amazing. We'll send you well, guys we'll definitely some. be taking photos and posting them They're so everywhere. gorgeous. It's And it's still... Um, I had a desk side yesterday where I presented them and it, I almost, I don't get that nervous anymore, but I was having a hard time speaking because I feel like I've been working on this, like the new packaging and everything for a year. It's your baby. And you've seen, you know, like you see the drawings and you see a sample, but I've never really seen the full line filled with actual product that someone could go home and use. And it's, yeah, it's surreal. What was it like when you just got that package in the mail that it was finally here? I was screaming. It still doesn't feel like – I don't think it ever feels real. You know, when someone comes – or even sometimes if I first meet someone and, oh, what do you do? And I tell them about Cuvée. Oh, I've heard of Cuvée. I'm like, what? You have? You have? (laughs) And it's same like with Pivov. If you meet someone, they're like, oh, I do Pivov. I'm like, really? Like, I don't think that feeling ever goes away. Yeah, no, I we get like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that we actually haven't talked about, but I think is really, really interesting, is you're very involved in P-Vol. I am. And how do you split your time? How do you manage two Uh, businesses? Because that's that's tough. It is tough. Um, and you guys live together and you're married and – Yes. <laughs> and he's here. Um, I know. He's together. right there. Um, you know, I think I started Cuvée first. I was so passionate about that and we started Pevolve together and I – you know, when you're so passionate and driven by something, it really doesn't feel like work. You know, it's, it is hard to split my time. I currently have two different offices, but we are combining offices. So I think that will be, you know, a big step in the right direction because I'm literally running down Grand Street like four times a day from this office to this office. So it that can be tricky, but, you know, it's a lot of the same things we're doing. It's influencer and it's marketing and it's social and it's emails and it's testing and learning and sometimes I learn some things from Pevolve that I want to bring over to Cuvée or I get a lot of learnings from my older brother's company and it's you know we're a big family that likes to share and you know take best practices from each other um but it definitely can be stressful for sure um but I sometimes you know I just take it week by week or day by day. And that's what I focus on. You know, you're always looking at what do I have coming up for the month or what's this that we're trying to reach this goal to launch in two months. But when I tend to do that, I can get very, very, very overwhelmed. So I'm like, what's the priority for tomorrow? What do I have to get done for tomorrow, for Cuvée and for Pivov? And it's also, you know, that team around you. You know, I would not be able to do either of these without our teams and without P and, you know, just making sure that you have people that believe in your passion and they have that drive and that motivation and, you know, can help you in in any way. 
So important. So people always ask me and Courtney, what's it like being in business with your best friend? But I want to know, what's it like being in business with your husband? How does that work? <laughs> um, I think there's positives and negatives. I think the positive is you, you're in business with someone you fully trust and that really understands you. And that, you know, when I ask him his opinion on something, it's not just some bullshit answer that I want to hear. He's really going to be, you know, truthful and honest with me. Um, I can rely on him. But I think where I'm not so good is I don't know how to shut off sometimes. I'm always business, business, business. Right. I'm like, no, okay, so so maybe <laughs> like Sundays we'll try not to talk about a butt lift, but I just get so excited and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I thought of like the best move. Like, I'm sorry, but we got to talk about it. But it's it's all so exciting and both companies are moving and growing so fast that it's hard not to get so caught up in it. Um, but I mean, we love being together and that's, you know, we get to travel together. We get to experience all these kind of first for both of us at the same time. And I think, you know, there is so much pressure and stress and excitement that does happen with a startup. And it's nice to go through that with someone mm -hmm. who's doing it at the same time in our lives. What happens if you disagree? How do you handle, handle those conversations? <laughs> Who wins? I'm always right. <laughs> No, we happy we, wife, happy life. Is no, we thing? do. You know what? We we. <laughs> what do you disagree on? And where uh, is there a, like a common thing where you just don't see eye to eye? Because Stephanie and I have have our disagreements, and you know we've been in business for seven years now. We always power through and work through it, but we call ourselves work wives. Yeah, and I gave Courtney a big that. hug yesterday when she we disagree, and she just looks, she does this laugh that she's doing well, right now, I, and then I go and grab her and give her a hug. <laughs> That, you know, as long as you make up very quickly, you know, sometimes we fight about just like the most ridiculous, dumbest things. And I think it's just all the other outside stress that right. like what the smallest thing ends up turning into something big, maybe because I just need to like get that out and then you make up. But what do we disagree on? Oh, maybe like, I don't know. What do we disagree on, Pete? You know, I think, too, I, I really let him more of the creative and method side. You know, I think I'm not going to touch that because I didn't develop that. You know, I've been doing his method for a long time, so I sometimes think I know. But at the end of the day, that's all him. And I'm definitely more on the business side of it. Um, but if we disagree, you know, I like – and even with people in the office, I always say I don't want someone who's – a no person and I don't want someone who's a yes person. I like to be challenged. And if I disagree with someone or they disagree with me, I want to know why. Like speak up and let me hear your opinion. I like opinions and I hear people out. And then sometimes I think that's when you truly land on the best answer, the best result. Coming up, we're not done with our conversation about working with your spouse. Plus, we'll learn how Rachel feels about being a woman in business. Check out all our latest episodes at entreprenistapodcast.com. All right. So you have to tell us what is – what's the, I guess, last disagreement you had? Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think when we first started this – in like the whole production side of it, it was really just me and him and it was me and him walking into his studio and pushing record. And then I'd be editing the videos till four in the morning every night. And as we've grown, the team has grown as well, you know, so we try to get on a production schedule and we're filming this day at this time. So sometimes, you know, he doesn't want to film that day. And then I get a little upset and it's, you know, I know he needs to, to feel a certain way to be able to give you that great workout and that energy, but I get a little upset about that. Do you do you let that bleed into then your personal life? Because your business and personal life, they're kind yeah. Of um, I tr it does, you know, it does. But I think it's as long as I make it a point, you know. If sometimes if it does carry 
over back when we're at home or having dinner. It's just let's talk about it very quickly. Like I'm very much – if I just have a quick conversation about it, I'm over it. But when I hold it in, it kind of – I make it more into a thing that it's really not. So I just try to always at least quickly, okay – what happened today? Why did one of us get upset? How are we going to fix this? How do we make sure this never happens again? Or is there a bigger issue? And how do we fix that and move on? You're a problem solver. Yeah. I got, yeah. Next next career, problem yes. solver. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. There, I actually, that's really what I, if I could have had my dream, that's what I wanted to be a psychologist. Interesting. So mm-hmm. what advice would you have for someone that is looking or could start a business with their significant other or spouse? Um, I think you you know finding out what what each person's strengths and weaknesses are you know i know what he's better at and i know where i exceed and i think leaning in on each other for those things and you know letting him do some of the work letting me do some of the work and i think it's great for sure but you just have to make sure there's that open communication at all times um and I think the golden rule is never go to sleep angry. So true. Yeah. I think it's true whether you're married to yeah. your business partner or your best friend is your business partner. Yeah. yeah, yeah you disagree. You got to communicate. Exactly. That's something that our business advisor or Stephanie and I call her. What do we call our her? Our business therapist. Our business therapist. We have a business coach. Oh, we call I, her I love that. Yeah. There was, you know, at one point in time, we were like, okay, we are not seeing eye to eye on a lot of things. We had a business therapist, <laughs> so we worked it out. And now she she's the best. And something that she said is it's really important to, and this is something we always did from day one, um, but divide and conquer. Yeah. And at one point, you know, things were getting a little bit blurred. And she reminded us, okay, you know, Stephanie. Stephanie's got to focus on this. You focus on this, and you come together on all of the. You guys came together for a reason, exactly. We worked through it. Here we are. (laughs) Now I just hug her. (laughs) That's a good one too. Hug for sure. Hugs are very powerful. (laughs) So I want to know who do you go to for business advice. So let's say either you have a problem or maybe something great happens. Who's the first person you go to? My dad. Your dad. Yeah. How come your dad? Um, I think he's. One of the smartest people I know. Um, he has built many very successful businesses. I actually called him at like seven in the morning this morning. I was like, I have a call about this at eight. I need like your advice. What what would you do? Um, he he's really great because he doesn't act on emotion. Mm. He's very um, you know focused and business oriented and and looks at it logically and what makes the most sense for the business you know it's not like dad p did this to me and now i don't want to do this it's like you know he's not going to feed into that it's this makes sense for the business and this is what you should be doing um and i think he listens he's great with numbers he's great at explaining things to me and uh, yeah He's my go-to. Dad's the number one. He is. So I'm very, very fortunate to get his time. That's awesome. Yeah. Where are you in the business right now? How many employees do you have? Are you managing people? What's it? What's it like when you're when you walk into the Cuvée office? Um, Cuvée office. We are growing. We, you know, we're we have some people in house, and then we have some outside resources um, that we use to kind of create and build our whole team. But definitely, as we grow, you know now's the time to bring in more people and bring in more bodies and and really take it to the next level. And we work very closely with the team at Pval yeah. and we do a great job finding very talented people. You have an amazing team. We you, do. We love we love working with you and our uh the people that are on the account always talk about Pvolve and and talk about all the things that they want to do for Pvolve. So you do a great job hiring. What do you look for? Um, I think you, you know, you want to find someone who believes in what you believe in, who believes in, you know, your why and your purpose and the company and is really passionate about it and, you know, is excited to see it grow and has that same hunger as you do. And, you know, some different companies have different work styles than others and my work style may not match with someone else's and that's totally okay but just making sure that you find people that complement that and I think are just equally as as driven as you are and you know I'm that probably sounds easy or oh there's not like that many people out there like that but there definitely are 
And I think when you can put a group of people that all want to reach that same end goal and that are as dedicated and as hungry as you, you can accomplish amazing, amazing things in a short period of time. What is your ultimate goal for Cuvée? How do you define what success looks like to you? So my ultimate goal, I want to definitely, you know, build it into an international brand. I want Cuvée to be a household name. I want to build that awareness. I want people to try the product and fall in love with it like I know they will. And, you know, you'll never see 50 hair product SKUs from Cuvée because I don't believe in that. I don't think you need that many products. Um, You'll see a lot of innovation because that's what excites me. And I think, you know, again, being that consumer first, I think there's so many great hair products out there, but maybe the form's wrong or the application's wrong. And that's not how a real girl at home who has five minutes to do her hair would use that product. So problem solving maybe. Um, And maybe venturing into other beauty categories. And I think Cuvée is definitely a lifestyle brand and it lends itself to that. And just making top of the line, you know, products that that truly work and and trans transform and, and make a difference. I love that. Yeah. There's something we do every show. We like to put 60 seconds on the clock and oh together we're going to do a brainstorm to come up with the next big idea for okay. today. Okay. And it can be anything. It can be, you know, a marketing campaign idea, an idea for a new product. But we've, okay, what, what we have nothing prepared or planned. We're just going to put. Is there anything se- you want us to focus, focus on, on in this sixty seconds? What would you guys like to see? If, okay, what's something I want what, to what talk product, about before? What product is missing? Well, in we the have hair to put sixty seconds on the clock, and then we. Can. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, ready, ready. Here we go. Sixty seconds. Okay. Next big idea for Cuvée, Courtney. You. Have I idea. think it'd be great, and you might be already be doing this because you kind of alluded to it earlier. Is to do a big influencer party where you have all of these top influencers go to some club in New York or maybe Vegas and recreate recreate it but also have the hair products there and like everyone's spraying their hair I think that would be so much fun and I'm seeing a lot of that we've actually been to some really great Bumble events where they're doing uh, we're bringing a ton of influencers in and they're having so much fun and they're just posting about it non-stop and then whenever I 30 seconds left Okay, you go. That's my idea. <laughs> no, I like that idea. Oh, maybe for my idea. birthday. When's your birthday? April. April, April. 15th. Okay, April, April 15th. we're recreating. But I want to know what product in the hair category do you think is missing? An or additional that, or product. Or that would you want? Well, I th- one that I want that I don't own right now is something that you said you're making or have made is the heat protectant product. Okay. So and that I definitely I need. need. To pr- I need something for my scalp because my oh. scalp is so dry. I need light hairspray. And conditioner. Hairspray light that hairspray. doesn't have chemicals that's safe for pregnancy so you're not spraying like the – Okay. Yeah, that's what okay. I need. And I need a conditioning treatment for my scalp. I and got my that. my hair is so dry. Like I can get out of the shower and it's already dry. I got you. So. I'm going to send you my custom Courtney box. Yes. <laughs> all the products you need. Just dry, I have just very dry hair, which is why I can wash yeah, it Yeah, Cuvée products safe for pregnancy if there's alcohol yes, in them. Yeah, there yes, you go. <laughs> yes. yes. We got yeah. you. All right. I think we have our big ideas here. So now we can – we're going to get going. We're going to help you. Okay. Let's do We got we, we got to go now. We got to right, get to let's, work. Let's get moving. Courtney's um, uh, going to Vegas next week, so she'll uh, scout out some uh, places <laughs> for the – Yeah, yeah. Going for a conference. So being a woman in business, what mm-hmm. does that mean to you? It doesn't really – you know, it doesn't mean much to me. I think – if you're a woman in business and you're killing it, amazing. And if you're a man in business and you're killing it, great. You know, I think a hard worker is a hard worker. And I don't think I've gotten to where I am because I'm a woman. In in my just personal, you know, opinion and what I, I've experienced, I think what's gotten me here is my hard work, drive, and passion. Rachel, you post about so much on Instagram. I feel like I know your entire life, which is incredible. Your wedding was Absolutely amazing. And I actually want summer to... vacation. Oh my goodness. But I want to know <laughs> what do people not know about you? What do you not reveal on Instagram? Ooh, so I'm definitely a homebody. Um, I like to live my life in pajamas um or workout clothes. Good hair and pajamas. Good hair and pajamas. <laughs> um yeah, if I'm not at the office, I'm home. I definitely don't like to go out. Um and I love to cook. So my ideal Friday or Saturday night would be at home with P, testing out some new recipes for our YouTube channel, um, 
playing with Nobu, our new little kitty, and just hanging out. Nobu has to hang out with Nori. Courtney just got dogs and cats hang out together. Yes, yes. So definitely um, more of a homebody for sure. That's so interesting. You you never know that by looking at your Instagram. Yeah. And that's why we really like to find out what actually happens in someone's life and in business that people don't see on Instagram because everything looks so glamorous on our feeds. But And I think, you know, I definitely go through phases where I post and don't post. And for me, it's like when I am on summer vacation, it's so much easier for me because I'm doing things or you're in a scenery or you're like having a moment where you want to capture it. And then or I'm even when I'm on vacation, then I come back here and it just goes to the back of my head and it's like, okay, I got this, this, this. And then I'm like, oh my God, I haven't posted in a month and I forgot. And just because I get so busy. So that's one of my other um, goals for next year is I really want to start telling a better story on Instagram because I think there's a whole side that you don't get on Instagram. And I know that for sure. And I think, you know, sharing with people of how to kind of take on the day and running from here and running from there and how do you kind of divide and conquer time and have a great outfit and a great hairstyle for a workout video in the morning and then for a meeting in the afternoon and more recipes and kind of just open that dialogue up. I think you're – both of the businesses you're involved in and – working and living with your significant other. It's so interesting. I would love to see you every single day like you on Instagram would? stories okay. of what your life is like because I think you know it's, it's going to be so- a lot more boring. I mean, to me it's not boring. To I, I you know, I don't think it's boring to other people. I think it's fascinating to see like what do you do when you get up in the morning? How do you decide yeah. what to wear? What meeting are you going to first? And then you're off to a photo shoot and then you're home cooking, cooking dinner and Always then you're cook. doing all again the next day. Yeah, seven nights throw a week. The, I throw love... the cat in there because pet content does really well. <laughs> did, did you see Nobu at the beginning of the bison uh, on YouTube? Yes, he's you were in holding. the be- yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in the beginning. Um, he's yeah. a little. He's a baby. <laughs> Is he going to grow? I hope not. <laughs> You guys are like, I hope not. You, you two are two peas in a pod. You, you like animals. She does not want her animals to grow. I know. I, I don't. Don't grow. And I think Pete told me <laughs> this is my first cat. I never, I was terrified of cats. He begged me. So we got Nobu and I almost kicked him out a few times. And he said, Pete or the dog? Both, <laughs> or the cat? No. Um, and he's still here, and he's like, you know, you've turned him into a dog. Like, cats don't act this way. Like, this is outrageous. He just needs constant attention. Toys Aww. everywhere now. It's just, he's so cute. But, yeah, I definitely want to open that up more and, and share that. Because, you know, it's funny, what am I, 26? So five years ago, probably the most important thing to me was, where am I going Thursday night, Friday night? It's a weekend. What are we doing? And now, you know, I've totally shifted gear and that's not my focus. And, you know, I'm not one to keep my secrets to myself. I like to share my successes and my failures. So even if sharing what I learned at, you know, work today or what we picked up on this, you know, social meeting or this marketing meeting, um, sharing that with people could help them on, in their career, start a company, that would be awesome. So what's next for Cuvée, both, you know, immediately and then what's next for you right when you walk out the door today? What are you doing? Um, so what's next for Cuvée is we are gearing up for the new website launch, product launch. Um, we have an influencer event coming up and a media event coming up the first week in December, flushing all that stuff out. And then what am I doing right after this? I am running to Pivov. We're filming some new content for social. And then we have bunch of meetings this afternoon and then it's actually pvolves one year anniversary so we have a big party class tonight and go home make dinner i can't believe it's been a year i know it's insane it's crazy november november 8th (laughs) yeah Yeah, a year ago unbelievable yeah so rachel what does being an entrepreneur mean to you so definitely one of the first times i've heard that word but i really like it um (laughs) i like it a lot i think it It means being comfortable in your own skin and having the confidence to have your own company and build it the way that you want to build it and just keep that passion alive. And, you know, if something 
I always say too, if if it was easy, someone would have done it before. So kind of have that courage to be the first person to do it and own it and and yeah, own it. Rachel, I know you shared your goal to become an international business. So we want to know how can we help you do that? Who are you looking to connect with and meet? Because we want to hook you up. Ooh. Well, I love having you guys as resources because you guys are some badass babes who've built an awesome company. Um, you know, just other like-minded entrepreneurs who own their own businesses and who've kind of made it, um, whether they're in beauty or not in beauty. Because even though, you know, Cuvée is a beauty company, there's so many other aspects to it from marketing to email to social to just all these other, you know, behind the scenes things that people don't realize go into building a successful brand in today's age. Um, yeah. So any just other entrepreneurs. Yeah. That you and yeah. So we who have, have, I like, you know, who have that hunger and passion. We have to take you, Courtney and I go to this once a month entrepreneur breakfast meeting that we've been going to since we started the business, six years or so, five, six years. It's called the Strategic Exchange. And we can bring a guest every month. And the meeting becomes all about the guests. So there'll be like between four and six guests. You'll get to share your story. And you have a whole round table of other entrepreneurs who are in this group sharing connections for you, advice if you want it. You can ask them that question on what beauty products they're looking for. It's probably like 50-50 women and men. Yeah. So there's a meeting coming up uh, at the end of the month. So... If it works with everyone's schedules, yeah, 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 totally. Email me, figure it out. It's awesome. So, where can everyone follow you on Instagram and social? And then, where should everyone go to buy the product? So, you can follow me at R Katzman. You can follow Cuvée Cuvée Beauty. You can find me popping up on Pevolve Recipes on YouTube, and then you can buy Cuvée on our website, CuvéeBeauty.com, on DermStore.com, on Revolve.com, and on Birchbox.com. And then look out later next year. With some other exciting places. So you guys surprised me with an awesome gift. So I want to surprise you guys and all your amazing listeners. We are going to offer a code on cuveebeauty.com, a discount for all of your guests. Go there and you guys can use code entrepreneurista and shop all your favorite products. Ooh, amazing. We will definitely be sharing that all over social. Yeah. So you guys have to go check it out. We all need to try this product. You're going to love it. Thank you. Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your story, your journey. You are so inspiring, and I cannot wait to continue to watch you grow, both of your companies. It's just so incredible thank what you've been able to Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes, and thank you for the code for our listeners. And thank you all so much for listening. We will be back here next week with another inspiring entrepreneurista. Until then, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneistas. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneistapodcast.com. Entrepreneista is produced by Mouth Media Network for Socialfly. Copyright 2018, Socialfly, all rights reserved. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.